Welcome to another edition of The Difference. Alongside Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex Wealth Management, I am talk radio host and national TV pundit columnist extraordinaire Dan O'Donnell, as if that wasn't enough of a self-inflating introduction. (laughs) Hey, you're the one, Dave, who always tells me, don't just introduce myself as a talk show host. So I blame this. It's awesome. I blame this. Pour it on. I'm all for it. I blame this on you. So right now, we're past the Memorial Day holiday. It's for all intents and purposes. People think this is okay. Summer is started. And now is the, the time when I think people just naturally not maybe not stop thinking about investments, but it's not top of mind, right? Everybody's thinking about their upcoming summer vacations. The kids are coming home from school for a couple of months. You've got baseball leagues and, you know, you got your summer softball league or whatever it is, cookouts and the like. We're not quite as focused on what the market is doing and, and by extension, what our retirement is doing, right? Well, you know, it's, it's funny because, you know, uh, Memorial Day, weekend, uh, I had a bunch of people over and I had the grill going and sausages and hamburgers and conversations did happen, Dan, about those things. You know, people want to talk about gun laws. They wanted to talk about investments. They wanted to talk about societal issues over a beer. So those conversations were happening and really it's a good time to have open-ended conversations. And we're seeing it all over the place because we are on this 24-hour news cycle. And so it's in your face. And so people are talking about the things that affect their portfolios. And the big story, and you can't get away from it, is inflation going to the grocery store. When I went to the grocery store to get stuff for the weekend, I mean, it was amazing where prices are. And it's just not there. It's, of course, filling up your gas tank. It's all of these things. Inflation remains a top issue. Well, it does because it's in your face. I mean, we've talked about this a lot on this this uh, podcast, that especially when it comes to gas prices. And I just saw an interview with Patrick DeHaan of GasBuddy.com. It's one of the most respective gas price analyst uh, analysis firms in the country. He said, you know, by the middle of summer, as demand, as as we're seeing people take off on those road trips, I know this was one of the busiest Memorial Day weekends in quite some time for people traveling 50 miles or more because for the last two years, a lot of people didn't go anywhere because of the pandemic. And we're going to see that more and more. People going to the Dells, people going to Door County, people going to, you know, Six Flags, Great America, or even farther. Maybe you take the drive to take the family to Disney World this summer, whatever it is. He is predicting a national average of upwards of or even topping $5 a gallon. Now, needless to say, That's unprecedented in American history. In fact, every time the price of gas goes higher, we're setting a new record both in Wisconsin and nationally. But you're talking about prices that are getting so high that if they haven't already impacted behavior, they certainly will very soon, I think. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, we have seen higher oil prices than we're talking about this today at $118 a barrel. We've seen higher than that. If you remember back in July of 08, uh, we did get to $150 a barrel. So we've seen higher oil prices, but is it translating into higher gas prices? And will it change behavior? And right now, people are saying they have to make a choice. And the choice is 
drive less, which we've heard from some politicians, drive less to use less gasoline, or make choices at the grocery store. And so don't get one product, we get the cheaper product. And so that is happening. And when that happens at the other end of it, and this is the economic part of it, people say, well, maybe Walmart or maybe Costco or Target will do better or worse based on the fact that people are spending less or spending differently. And that's the reason why this inflation is, it's insidious, number one, and number two, it's a tax. And it's a tax that really hits lower income people. And that's why we saw an op-ed out of the president in the Wall Street Journal just yesterday morning. Did you see that, Dan? Yeah, I did. He's got his three-point plan for combating inflation, which didn't seem to offer any specifics. And actually, as we record this on Tuesday, May 31st, President Biden is meeting with the chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, to make sure that the two of them are sort of on the same page in combating inflation. Yeah, you know, and, and there's supposed to be a separation between the two. It doesn't mean that you can't have the conversation. But, you know, the last guy who did that, who was at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, sure got a lot of heat from trying to keep interest rates low. But one of those three points that he talks about is the deficit and the debt. And that has really not got a lot of attention. We all know that the deficit, right, comes from spending more than you take in, right? So your expenditures are higher than your revenue. You get a deficit. That deficit, whatever it is, gets piled on to the debt. Well, the debt now is at $30 trillion. The interest rate on that is enormous. You take an average long-term interest rate, say, of 4 or 5%, and put that on $30 trillion, that takes you to $1.2 to $1.5 trillion of interest payments alone. Well, that will squeeze a lot out of the discretionary part of the budget for the politicians. You know, it's interesting. Also out today is a timeline from the Washington Post about how both the Federal Reserve and policymakers in the Biden administration, specifically Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, herself a former chair of the Federal Reserve, badly misjudged how quickly inflation would spiral out of control. And I mean, we've been talking about this, Dave, for a long time. In fact, for the better part of a year, remember it was May of last year, where we first started getting real serious. April's numbers. But you remember the Treasury Secretary, Larry Summers, who had this job years ago under a Democratic president, who said we're going to have inflation? Do you recall that conversation? Yes, yes, you're right. Yeah. Former Treasury Secretary. He was also, I believe, the former director of the the National Economic Council under Obama. He was the Treasury Secretary. Larry Summers. Yeah, Larry Summers. This was literally two weeks after Biden was inaugurated, February 4th, 2021. I've been talking about this on my radio show constantly because he was warning, okay, you know, stimulus at a level that's closer to World War II spending than your average, you know, government stimulus on top of all the money that was dumped in during the worst of the COVID lockdowns is going to create inflationary pressure. And it only can be combated if there is a serious plan. Well, there wasn't. All right. So May of 2021, we saw 30-year highs, year-over-year inflation. The May Consumer Price Index just rattled markets. And what do we have? We have both Janet Yellen and we have 
Biden himself, I'll never forget this, it was July, I think it was right around the 4th of July, he holds a press conference where he says, no serious economist thinks inflation is going to be a serious problem, no serious economist believes it's going to be anything other than transitory, transitory, Mm -hmm. transitory, transitory. That's what we kept hearing, even as it was clear that inflation was getting worse. I mean, we were being told at this time last year, Dave, that Inflation would be gone by the end of the summer. It's likely not going to be gone until, what, midway through 2023? And even then, just because the rate of inflation is gone, you're not going to see prices suddenly drop unless, of course, there's a devastating recession. And that's what you and I talked about a year ago, is that the transitory term has got to go away because just think about it in these terms. If you have to give your employees more money, you're not going to go back and ask them for that raise back in a year from now when inflation hopefully starts to to reduce. Or rent went up, for example. You know, the guy who owns the property is not going to say, well, you know, that was just last year's rent increase. Uh, We're going to go back down. That's not going to happen. Those are more permanent. Those are parts of the uh, inflation calculation. They're going to stay in there. And that's the reason why we argued that it wasn't transitory. I'm probably a year ago, uh, Dan. And then, of course, now Jerome Powell goes in front of Congress and says, yeah, we're going to put that term to rest transitory because it's going to be stickier. You take all of the fiscal and monetary policies that were put in place, and now you have rising oil, which is part of the conversation as well. Does it cap out? Well, I went to go look for a different car, and they said, yeah, well, it's a year to two years out before you can get it. Well, what most people do then is they start looking for a used car, and that's part of the inflation. Used car prices are still up. All of this says, well, maybe we're going to see a slowdown in profits, and that's the reason why you get a repricing of the stock market. Well, and this is why there is so much fear about a recession because right. you can't be paying $5 a gallon for gas. You can't be paying 30% more at the grocery store. You can't be anytime, like, for example, you want to go on vacation, well, hotel prices up significantly. Rental car prices are through the roof. Uh, airline fares, if you can find an, uh, a flight that isn't being canceled, I mean, we're, we're getting significant exactly. cancellations of flights. I think there were 2,100 yeah. over Memorial Day weekend or something like that. It was just a... Yeah. By, by the way, that op-ed, Dan, that Biden talks about, he talks about the most robust recovery. That does not include what people fold up and put in their pocket, right? So if you grow your economy by 4%, but inflation 7 you went backwards. Right. Right. And so that that's an important point. And so, yeah, so we talk about recession, which is back-to-back quarters of negative GDP. We're going to have to watch to see if that happens. A big flag to watch for is what happens in the job market, because if we have a robust job market, that could mean that we could have a very mild recession or get right up to the level of a recession and not have it. So all of this really uh, goes to the fact that when it slows down, yeah. where is it going to hurt the most? And as, as we talked about early on in this podcast, it hurts lower income people, which, of course, are uh, a lot of times vote one way versus another. But it also hurts people who do have significant investments, and it especially hurts people who need to use those investments, who need to cash out in order to fund a retirement. And, and that's why it's always important, but especially now, head to AnnexWealth.com, get that free portfolio review. We call it a free wealth metric. Make sure you know what you own and 
just as importantly, why it is that you own it. Free wealth metric, annexwealth.com. Yeah, let me just jump in for a second. So when people, generally when our clients get to that point, they don't cash out. What we do, and it's, it's just a good, thoughtful conversation, is we put money in buckets, right? So we have a short-term bucket, a middle-term, mid-term bucket, and a longer-term bucket. That short-term bucket, generally you can take, just for example, for illustrative purposes, take two years' worth of payments out of that thing. So just make the numbers, and obviously you can do a multiple of it. But if there's $100,000 in that portfolio and you want 3% of that to come out, you would take, on an annual basis, you take 3 or 4%, maybe for two years' worth, and set that aside. So... When you take that money out, when you cash out, air quotes right now, what you want to do is set that aside so that money is there and will come as a paycheck, as mailbox money every single month, no matter if the market goes up, down, or sideways. And then the longer-term buckets, you can have a longer-term perspective because even inflation is going to mitigate at some point. When that happens, how are you positioned? So I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just wanted to no, 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 make, please make, do. make sure that's, that idea was out there. That's very important because we, we do need to make sure that our, our money is making money for us and that we do still have a supply of money that fills those exactly buckets. Right. So Dave, no, I do I do appreciate that. And and you know, as we sort of wrap up here, are you seeing inflation start to abate? By the end of this year, I mean, are you believing what the Treasury Department, what the Fed is saying that, okay, by the end of 2022, early 2023, prices are going to come back? Because if we get into a recession or we have a dramatic pullback, I think you might see prices start to to drop or inflation levels start to drop before that. Listening to politicians and making economic decisions generally is not what we do. What we do is we look at the math, the empirical stuff. So new home sales plunged 16.5% month over month. That's a big deal. PCE came out uh, last week, the personal consumption expenditure, and it started to come down a little bit. So we could start to see some of the air coming out of the tire, but it takes you a while to fill up the air but it just takes a second to let all the air out. So it's going to take time to reinflate this balloon, and there was a lot of damage done in the stocks, and therefore you're going to have to go through and find out you know, what it's going to look like going into 2023. Will there be a different political outcome? Will inflation start to mitigate? What happens in Russia? All of these unknowns could be known in six to nine months from now. So don't believe what, what you hear, but go through with your portfolio and be positioned if in six months, nine months, two years, and three years from now, that you're in the right place with your assets. And be sure to always listen to us for a weekly check at Where Things Stand. It's sort of the intersection of politics. That's my specialty. I'm Dan O'Donnell. And markets, retirement, financial planning, that's his specialty. He's Dave Spano, the president and CEO of Annex. Thanks again for listening to another edition of The Difference. Annex Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. 
The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. Opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect those of Annex Wealth Management, its producers, hosts, or guests. The host of the podcast is compensated for his endorsement of Annex Wealth Management. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice, or a recommendation or solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risks. Neither Annex Wealth Management nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast. 